Beloved Father, we, we worship you, we adore you, and we thank you for this time of teaching. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters that are here today, and I ask you for your blessing upon us and upon your church. Holy Spirit, please anoint our mind now in order to receive what you ha we have to teach us. In Jesus' name, I pray, and I ask you for your guidance, your blessing over our lives. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, talk to us and use us in your name, the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. You can have your seat. First, glory to God for your life and for your faithfulness, okay? Thank you for coming for this very important meeting. May the Lord bless you. We are going to meet here, uh, I think around for the next four or six weeks, we are going to be gathered here because we have very important teaching to give you all, okay? Then it's very important. Please, if someone didn't come today, please invite them and say, let's join together because it's very important. This is for all the church, for all the cell meetings, okay? And make all effort, please, to be here to, because we are going to give very important teachings for your life and also for church's life. And uh, I'm, now I'm going to give around 30, 35, 40 minutes of teaching now. And at the end, we are going to discuss, okay, about some points that we learned. Then you need to be connected to me, okay? Because at the end, we are going to talk about and you have some questions to answer, okay? And I want to talk, today's message is the vision of multitudes. The vision of multitudes. Because if you read your Bible, you are going to see that God has a vision of multitudes. Because in John 3.16, the Bible says that so for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Or God loved the world in order to save this world that are lost. And I want to talk about this vision of multitudes. I have a question. How big is the heart of God? How big is the heart of God? Hmm? It's a question for you. Does he want to save many people? Yeah. yeah. Then I believe that God has a very big heart and he wants to save many, many, many people. Because it's what the Bible says. I want to read a verse, 2 Peter 3.9. And you can follow there or, or in your Bible. 2 Peter 3.9 says, 
The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you. Pay attention. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Or according to this text, right now that, that we read, we see that God's vision and the desire is to see all men repenting from their sins. Okay? He wants a huge multitude of children similar to Jesus Christ. This is the desire, the dream, and also the vision of God. And, and I, I have a question. And about your vision. How is your vision and desire about people's salvation? Hmm? How is your vision about and the desire about people's salvation? Do you have a desire that people should be saved? Are you doing something in order to save people from hell? In the same way, God wants us to have the same vision of multitude that he has. God has a vision of multitude. His desire is to, that everyone should be saved. Everyone repent from their sin. This is God's vision. If you read the, the Bible, we are not going to read, but Revelation 5, there says, the Bible says that one day, uh, a great multitude that no one can count from every nation, tribe, language, people, Standing before the throne of God. Or God has a bigger vision of multitudes from every language. This is the reason that we love to, to see people from many nationalities. Because this is the vision of God according to Revelation 6-9. But apparently... Mankind has lost vision of multitude. Even the church. Many churches lost the vision of the multitudes. And this vision needs to be restored in our lives. We need to have this vision restored. Because you need to have the same vision that God has. Amen? And... And you know that since the beginning of human history, God de declared his purpose and his will to mankind. Since the beginning, and I want you to read Genesis 1.28. Genesis 1.28. God said, this is the, be the beginning of mankind, my beloved brothers. God said, be... Be what? Be what? Fruitful. fruitful. Be fruitful. And 
increase in number. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Hallelujah. Or God's will for the mankind or for, for us since the beginning is be fruitful. And multiply, increase in numbers. Our God is not happy to see few people. He wants to have multiplication. This is uh, the will of God. Our God's will for the mankind is fructify, multiply, and rule. This is the, the true uh, the, the, the three will of God for mankind. Fructify, multiply, and rule. Fructify. What is, what fructify is? Fructify refers to the ability, ability to re reproduce according to the some species. Or God created man. And said, fruit, fructify. Or we have to give fruits. Man and woman were made in God's likeness. So they have to reproduce children with the qualities of God. Fructify is about quality. Pay attention. Fruitify is about quality. Second point. First, fructify. Second, what's the second one? Multiply. Multiply refers to the ability to reproduce many children. Or God he is a father. Who desires a huge family. Since the beginning he wanted to fill the earth with his children. Nowadays he wants to fill the heavens and the earth with his son and daughter. Multiply is about quantity. Okay? Fruitify, to give fruits, is about quantity quality but now because the bible says for them to multiply and and to give fruits both and multiply refers about numbers and as i told you in the beginning god's not happy with just a few people he wants us to multiply this is i think we can make Heavens happier when we are multiplying. Third, rule or to dominate. God wanted man and woman to reign together with him over the entire earth. Once man and woman had learned to reign over the earth, they would be ready 
to reign with God over everything. Or God created man for these three things. To rule over the earth or to dominate, to multiply and to be fruitful, to produce fruits. But we know something happened. God, God's idea, it was beautiful. But unfortunately, the deception of the enemy and the perdition of man, something very bad happened. And you know, Genesis, Genesis 1, 2.15 says, The Lord took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and to take care of it. But we know that man did not take care of the garden according to the commandment of God. And we know what happened. The serpent deceived Eve and Adam listened to his wife. And then sin entered in, in, in this world. And since then, the fall, man has suffered the consequence of sin. Since then, man is suffering the consequence of sin. And what was the consequences of the sin of man and woman? First, now, man fruitifies according to his species. Okay? That is, man reproduces other sinners like him. <laughs> because every species rep reproduces according to his or her species. And now man is reproducing sinners. Romans 5, 12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death, and death through sin, in this way death came to all people, because all sinned. Or because all, all of us sinned, then death came. And now we are reproducing accord sinners. This is what happened. Second, man has not lost, attention, has not lost the ability to multiply. Yet, he does not reproduce children of God. But children of Satan. This is what man, they are, and woman, they are reproducing. Not anymore children of God, but children of Satan. And you, you can read that in John 8:44. That says, look what he said. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Or those 
who doesn't belong to God, they belong to Satan. This is the truth. And when we are producing children, don't think you, are, you have child, you have children. But all of them don't think they are children of God. They need to born again, all of them. Doesn't matter where they grew up. Doesn't matter what house they grew up. Everybody, they can grow up in a church. They can grow up in a Christian house. They need to born again. Those who doesn't born again don't enter in the kingdom of God. This is the point. Doesn't matter all the teaching they received. No problem. Third, man does not know how to rule this world anymore. Because he seeks to build his own kingdom and no longer depends on the guidance of God and his wisdom. Nowadays, man, he doesn't know how to rule the earth anymore. Why? Because God said, you are going to rule the earth, but you are going to follow all my commandments. And man doesn't... Doesn't know how to do anymore. Because they are not obeying God. And because they are not obeying the Lord. Then there is a problem. How they are going to rule the earth. And this is the problem of this mess. In this world. Because man is not following anymore God's rules. Let's talk now. We, we talked about the plan of God. Sin entered in, into this world. Now many children of Satan has been raised here. And now the restoration of God. Now we're going to talk about the plan of God. The restoration of God. God restored a vision of multitudes in men and women according to his heart. That they might reign with him. Because God is rest restoring this vision. And how God started? First, with Abraham. Abraham. Abraham was called by God to leave his household. And start a new descendants of people who would walk Courses 12, 1 to 3 will. Because Genesis 12, 1 to 3, that says, I'm going to read. The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Hallelujah. Abraham believed in God's purpose. And then he became the father of believers. The father of multitudes. Then God called Abraham. 
And you know the story. He, Sarah, his wife, could not bear children or she could not have children. And God said, I will make you a father of multitudes. And today we know how the multitudes that God has today. Second, second point. The eternal son, the eternal son of God came to the world to seek a multitude of sons and daughters to the father. These children would be transformed according to the image of, of God. God wants both quality and quantity. Because the Bible says the Son of Man came to save whoever is lost. Or we know that through the work of the cross, through the eternal Son of God, God brought his kingdom again to this earth. And now... It's possible for God to have multitudes of sons and daughters to our Father. Third, Jesus called, discipled, and sent those who walked with him to do the same thing that he was doing. To introduce the kingdom of God in people's life. When Jesus was here, Jesus called 12 men and he said, Come and follow me and go from now on and make disciples, baptize them and teach them all the things that I have taught you. Or first God had a plan to have many children. Then he prepared this man, Abraham. After that, he sent Jesus. And through Jesus now, God can have a multitude of children. But how? Through Jesus' disciples. And now you are here because of Jesus' disciples. And why you are here? To do the same that Jesus told to his disciples to do. And Jesus said, now you go. You preach the gospel. And those who repent, you are going to baptize them. You are going to teach them. And many children are going to come to the Lord. Number four. Let's just to repeat. God, Abraham was called by God to leave his household to start a new descendants. Okay, first. Second, the eternal son of God came to this world to seek a multitude of sons and daughters to the father. 
Third, Jesus called, discipled, and sent those who walked with him to do the same thing that he was doing. To introduce the kingdom of God to people. And now, fourth, almost two years, two thousand years later, the gospel came to the ends of the earth. Or, Jesus came to this earth. He chose 12 disciples. First, he preached the gospel. To, and he taught how to preach the gospel. All his disciples watched him, saw what he did. And they wrote it here in this book, in the Bible. This is the reason we have here Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all the, the disciples that wrote the gospel. We have the book of Acts that shows what the, the disciples did. The gospel showed what Jesus did. The book of Acts Show us what the disciples did in order to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. And this is, my beloved brothers, what we are doing here now today. I told you in the past four weeks, teaching about your purpose here on earth. I am teaching why you are here. You need to have a vision. You need, to, you, you need to have one clarity of God in your mind. What I am doing here. You are not here just to eat, to drink, to marry, to have money, to have a house. And then to die. There is something very powerful for us to do. Our God... Jesus called us. He bought me and you. He paid a very high price. And he died at the cross for me and for you. To have your life. In order for you to continue. All his desires. His mission. And the Bible says. That God gave you a plan for your life. And we need to fulfill this plan. Why are we here on earth? I don't want to go before the Lord with empty hands. I want to, to, to go before him and say, God, I saved people. I made the disciples. He called us to do that. And because he said, go and make disciples. This is why we are here. This is why we have this church. This is why we have the cell meetings in this church. To fulfill God's commandments. And after this 2,000 years. Then the disciples received the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you are going to receive the Holy Spirit. And when the 
power comes upon you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Judea, Samaria, until the ends of the earth. And this is why we are here. And thanks God, after this, this 2,000 year, the gospel didn't stop. Keep going. Why? Because of faithful disciples. Because of someone who was faithful, you are here today. Because someone who was faithful to God, you born again. Again. You came to Christ. And now we need to do something, you and me. It's not just to be in the church or to be part of uh, the body of Christ. But we have something to do. Because many disciples, they didn't stop. They said, yes, I'm going to do disciples. And today we as Christians, we have this big battle to fulfill, to fight. Because we have a lot of uh, block of religions to overthrow. Like Buddhism, Hinduism, Islamism. Or secularism. A lot of strong strongholds that is ahead of us. And we are going to fight with them. And are you follower of Jesus? Yes or no? Are you follower of Jesus? We have something to do. And we need to have this vision of multitudes. Because... God has a vision of multitudes. And, and you need to have this vision. Say, oh no, I am here to make disciples. And, and God can count on me. And it is only after hearing the preaching of the gospel. That people can make a decision for Christ. For Jesus. Because salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind in which we must be saved. Beloved brothers, pay attention to that. There is no other way that people can be saved. No other way. Just through Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter how the people live. If they are good or bad. If they help people or not. If they... There is no other way to be saved just through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only way of salvation. There is no other way. If they don't follow Jesus, if they don't repent from their sins, they are in trouble and they're going to live eternity in hell. I know this is not nice, but this is the truth. And therefore it is up to us the huge responsibility of preaching the gospel to everyone. This is the point. This is why we are church. This is why we are calling people to come to listen to this teaching. This is why. Because we need to teach the truth. And we need to engage in this battle. And the fifth and last point and I am finishing. 
Our church has the vision of multitudes. Our church, this church, Shalom Christian Fellowship, here in Ireland and also in many other countries, we have the vision of multitudes. We are not happy to see just few people. Because it's not what the Bible said. It's not what we read since the beginning. That God said, I want you to fruitify and multiply. And multiply talks about numbers. Multiplication. Or 2 plus 2 is 4. 4 plus 4 is 16. 16 plus 16 is 362. And, and, and go on and on. Or this is multiplication. And this is the will of God. This is the will of God. Multiplication. And our church has the vision of multitudes. And we believe that there is, this is a vision of God. The vision of multitudes is a vision of God. Because he wants, God wants to fill heavens. With children and children similar to his son, Jesus Christ. Right? God wants to fill heavens with many, many children. But first, before they go to heaven, they need to become disciples, baptized in the church. This is the reason they need to go to your cell meeting. They need to, you, they need, you need to help them to become Jesus' disciple. And, but first, what we need to do? First, we need to pray. This is the first. Because the, Jesus said, may, when you pray, you are going to pray. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we need first here before heaven. Right? First is here on earth. May your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And we believe that it's God's will that we preach the gospel. And we need to preach the gospel. To call people to repentance. Always I am teaching and calling people to repentance. You need to repent. Repent from your sins. I think you have listened. Every service, when I finish my preaching, I say, repent from your sins. Go, come back to God. Then we need to preach the gospel, to call people to repentance, and baptize the repentant. We believe that all new Christians must receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit also. Strong Christians are Christians who received this power. The power of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Because when they receive, they have this, this, the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit working their life. And they are fruitful servants or fruitful disciples. For... Because of that, my beloved brother, we have our cell meetings. Our cell meetings work for that. Because P 
people who come to the church, here in the church, they cannot be together with people. The Bible says for us to pray for each other, to help each other, to be for each other, to do many things for each other. There are 56 people the Bible says for us to do for each other. Did you know? But in the church you cannot do for each other. It's impossible. Just in the cell meeting, just in a small group. We can obey. How can we pray for each other? In the church, it's impossible. If you say that in the church we pray for each other, it's, lie. it's a lie. It's impossible for us to pray for each other. The only place is where? In a small group. And you are going to see that in the Bible. The primitive church, they used to gather together in the temple, court, and in house to house. Read your Bible. What we are doing is not something because we think is what the Bible says. The primitive church, they were doing, my beloved brothers. They were not just in church, but they were in the houses. And this is the point. The cell meeting is so important. And I'm going to say something. Those who doesn't go to the cell meeting, they are not part of this church. Yeah. Because... Only in the cell meeting, people can pray for each other, help each other, for be everything. Yeah, to help each other, to do many things. There, there are 56 things the Bible says that we need to do for each other. <laughs> and all of this we cannot do here in the church. Because it's impossible. Then, through the cell meetings... We can do that. And this is why it's so important. To be committed. To help each other. Because when you are in the cell meeting, you are helping each other. Isn't it? You are sharing your food. You are eating together. You are praying together. You are, you are doing everything the Bible says for us to do. That is impossible. In the church, we worship together. This is okay. You receive a word. But you cannot do more any things. Because it's impossible to many people. And here in our church we have just a uh, few people. Not too much. But in our church is thousands of people. How can we have this fellowship? The Bible says for us to have fellowship with, with each other. <laughs> How to have fellowship with each other? It's impossible. In the church we don't have. I don't talk to many people on the Sundays. But in the cell meeting, we can talk to each other. We can help each other. And we can fulfill God's calling in our cell meeting. And this is so important. Amen? Then this is why we promote the cell meetings, which is our small groups, where the new converts are received and where they can grow in, this, in the cell meeting. Also, we have the conquered schools or, uh, to, for the, to form the new leaders in order for the cells to multiply. And each time the cell multiplies, it's a sign that the kingdom of God is expanding. Every time the cell multiplies and grows, 
This is why we are multiplying. This is why we say we need to multiply our cell meetings. And this is why we need to help our cell meeting to grow and to multiply. When the cell meetings multiply, indicate great expansion in the kingdom of God. And the church will extend the kingdom of God to many cities. This church will extend the kingdom of God of too many cities in Ireland and the nations in the world. Do you believe that? Amen. Let's stand up, please. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for this time of teaching. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters here. Thank you for all those who are committed to you, to our kingdom. I am so thankful, Father, for that. Also, Lord, I pray, Father, that all of us can have your vision. Because, Father, your vision is to have many children here in this town. And we need to have the same visions that you have, Father. Father, and I ask you, Lord, oh, Lord, please touch our minds, touch all my brothers and sisters here and help us to have this same vision, Lord. And, Father, you can count on us in this task, Father, in this assignment that you have for us. We are here to make disciples, Father. And we are going to make disciples. And you want to live to save people, Lord. And you can count on me. Pray right now and say to God. Say something to God right now. Say, God, you can count on me in this assignment that you called me and you saved me to, do, to, to make disciples. And I want to make disciples. I want to help in my cell meeting. I want to, take, to be part in my cell meeting. I want to help them. Father, in order that many people can be saved, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. May the Lord bless you.